The Marlins are just half a game back in the wildcard three hunt after going one and three against the Brew Crew. Luckily for the Marlins, they scuttle, but so does everyone else. Nine games at home in a row. This is the time for the Marlins to show what they've got and to make that push for a postseason berth. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Lockdown Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen. Happy Friday, guys. Friday's episode, the 15th of September. Yes, the Marlins are still relevant in mid September. This is incredible. This is incredible. This show. It should be getting more listens than ever. Is that is that actually happening? I'm not certain. I have to look at the analytics. Guys, there is a YouTube channel, by the way. Head on over there and hit subscribe too. Hit subscribe. Come and join it. Join the comments as well in YouTube. They are always spicy for certain. Um, if you are watching, you will see it is uh, it's still bright. It's still early here in the UK. I've got a tennis match later this evening, so I need to get this one out earlier. But it felt right. I want you guys to... Have this one on your evening commutes, your afternoon commutes, whatever it might be. Um, and you will see there is no there is no guest. It's a solo pod, just myself. Um, but there's tons to get into. Tons to get into, guys. Just want to call out, just before we kind of get rolling here. Actually, no, let's start with the show sponsor. Then we'll get it really, really rolling. Um, guys, this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at FanDuel. Yes, sir. And uh, you can make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. You can visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right. Where are we starting today? The Marlins went into Milwaukee. The offense went ice cold. They somehow managed to get one game. They could have gotten two, in my opinion. Game four was there for them. However... Some defensive miscues really hurt the Marlins in this one, I would say. Jacob Stallings was one of the protagonists. Uh, Luis Arias, just to call that out as well, Luis Arias forgot he was playing first base, fielded a ball in the second second base gap, left first base open. Okurd had to try and get over there. Couldn't get over there in time because, you know, we got outgassed. Outgassed. Luis Arias should have been standing there at first base. He wasn't. Ball was rolling to second base. What was he doing? Anyway, Jacob Stallings didn't have his best game behind the dish. There was definitely a foul tip that like would have been a game changer, potentially. Overall, it was sloppy, unfortunately, in game four. The Marlins could have burgled a series split in that one. They really could have done. After they burgled that Philly series. Did they burgle the Dodgers series? I'm not sure. I think they deserve that one. But they absolutely burgled the Phillies. They could have burgled a, uh, a split in the, the Brewers series. So once all said and done, you know, they have a what? Uh, what were they on the on this trip now? Four. They were three and four on the road trip against 
the fills and the brewers. Not terrible, but the beautiful thing here is that the Marlins right now are 75 and 72, three games over 500. Remember, they were 14 games over 500 earlier in the year, but they are just half a game back on the San Francisco Giants. Just half a game back. The Diamondbacks have just lost three on the spin. Who to? And this is an interesting one. They've just lost three on, on the bounce against the New York Mets. Did say, I think, on Wednesday's episode, beware the Mets. You can look ahead and think, Mets and, and Pirates, final week. Marlins should be winning them series, right? You've got to be so careful with a team, particularly like the Mets, where still tons of studs around on that roster. They can do some damage, and they damaged the Diamondbacks this week. So... The beautiful thing is the Marlins, I mean, the offense just couldn't get going against these Brewers. It really couldn't. I think they scored five runs in, in four games or something crazy. Not enough. Not enough. But even after that little stretch, they're only half a game back. No one is capitalizing. Not one of these teams, the Giants. And this kind of sums it up. All four of the teams that are going after that wildcard three spot right now on Friday, as we look, all four of them, it's the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Marlins, last 10, 5 and 5. You know, bang average. They're playing some bang average ball. Luckily, all these clubs are bang average. It makes it crazy exciting, though, right? I mean, the Marlins are right in the thick of it. They're not playing great ball. It hasn't been that great to watch, to be honest with you, at times. It's been a bit of a struggle, if we're all, you know, if we're completely honest. Sandy's gone down. Jazz has gone down. You know, Soler's gone down. You know, the Marlins are really at this point when they were really looking to kind of put their stamp on it. You know, they've had some really unfortunate injuries at the most unfortunate of time. But luckily, all the other clubs around haven't been able to get anything going either. So it remains one hell of a race. So I'm overly, not overly optimistic. I'm optimistic. I remain optimistic. I'm, and I said it, I've said it multiple times on this show. I don't trust the Giants. I don't trust the Reds. I don't trust the Diamondbacks. And frankly, I don't trust the Marlins either. It makes for great drama. No doubt. There is drama. Are people still watching? I don't know. I get the sense. I'd love to see some Bally figures around, like, the viewing figures here. I don't know. Is there is there some degree of, like, baseball regular season fatigue that's kicked in, even though we're in the final shakes and the Marlins are bang live? Is ever, Are you feeling fatigued? Has this season led to fatigue? Because one six two is a long time, particularly if you're playing like really close games and you know it's a grind at times. One six two is we're not used to it as Marlins fans. We're not used to caring into the middle of September. We've normally like we're just trying to work out like I don't know which prospects can do anything and we can get hyped about in the off season. But this is a different situation. It's right there. It's in the team's grasp to make it happen and make the postseason. Are they the best club this year? Well, the record says no. The run differential says they're even worse than that. The expected record says they're terrible. But bit of luck, bit of skip, bit of voodoo, bit of Kim, players performing. This team's overperformed. It's expected everything. So even that's, and it doesn't matter. At this point, who cares? Couple of weeks left to go. It doesn't matter. Does not matter. All that matters now, particularly these next nine games. The Marlins have been good at home this year. This is the interesting bit. You've got nine games on the spin 
at home. Their record at home all year is 40 and 32. Eight games over 500 at home. Whenever they're playing at home, what I generally see is Luis Arias multi-hit games. He always seems to come alive at home. He loves playing at Lone Depot. So for me, nine games at home, this, this is the time for Luis Arias to just drag this team into the postseason. He he got them into the mix early on, 14 games over 500. Luis Arias was a huge part of that. He's cooled off since. He's cooled off. You can't hit 400 in modern day baseball. You can't. He's so he's cooled off. He's come back to earth a touch. But this, this nine game stretch is the time for Luis Arias to drag the Miami Marlins into the postseason. If they can go something crazy like seven and two, something in that range in this nine game stretch, I think they get in. I think they do. And I think if they're going to get in, Luis Arias is going to be the big, a big, big part of that. We have to be honest. The first three are against the Braves. That is going to be extremely tough. Have you seen the pitching matchups? Let me just, you know, and the Braves offense is the best offense in baseball by a mile. Their run diff, by the way, at this point is plus 242. A plus 242 on the run diff. Their away, their road record is better than their home record. They've got guys chasing all sorts of statistical milestones. They've won the division already. And, you know, they had a few beers to celebrate that. But let me tell you right now, the Bravos are coming into Miami and they are looking to do damage. They don't care about the Marlins and their wild card run. They are hunting statistical milestones, many guys. And they are going to look to stomp all over the Marlins. No doubt about it. The Marlins have got Johnny Cueto going in game one. They've got a bullpen game, I think, in game two. And they've got Jesus Lozado. It is a huge uphill battle for the Marlins in this series. But they have to find a way to win at least one. Maybe burgle one and end up in a similar situation like the Philly series where you you just sneak two out of three somehow and you just sit back and go, how the hell did that happen? Frankly, it doesn't matter. I think the Marlins get a touch fortunate on the rotation. I think they miss Strider. I think they miss Freed. So you're working with the back end of the rotation. Frankly, so are the Marlins. So, you know, pitching matches up, kind of. And then you've got offense against offense. Boy, oh boy, doesn't fill me with huge amounts of confidence. But I do wonder... I do wonder if the Braves just take their foot off the gas a touch. Ronnie Acuna ain't taking his foot off the gas. Matt Olson, no foot off the gas. But I just wonder if there's a collective, like, a sigh. A time where they just drop a level, drop 5%. Because sometimes in baseball, when it's such fine margins, a little 5% drop over a series that doesn't really matter when you're trying to preserve yourself for the big postseason run, that could be exactly what the Marlins need. Right. This episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Jace Medical. So with that being said, we need some sexy graphics up. So let's get them going. The teal Jace Medical graphics. I love all these, all these sponsors. They go with the teal graphics. What does that say, Marlins? What does it say? But um, if uh, 
Modern medical care and treatment are important. Global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies, where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional 20 bucks off by using my code, which is locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. All right, guys, thanks for joining me, Peter Pratt, on Friday's episode of Locked On Marlins. Happy Friday, guys, and I wonder how happy this Friday will be. Johnny Cueto taking on the Braves and the Braves offense. Boy, oh boy, that fills me with dread. Johnny Cueto has been consistent, it's fair to say, with Cueto. He will deliver you five innings of four or five run ball. And frankly, against the Braves this evening, I think that would be a good outcome. But the beautiful thing is baseball is weird. Baseball is weird, and to be honest with you, All I can think of is that baseball is going to get weird tonight. And maybe Cueto can find a way to go six, no runs. Who knows? This this series is all about the offense. The offense has been stone cold in Milwaukee. Stone cold. This offense against the Bravos has to play well. That's the way to win this series. It's the way to win games. It's the only way. You're not going to one nil the Bravos. Not with not with Cueto in a bullpen game and Jesus Lozado, who probably got blown up by the Braves at one point this year or last year. Who knows? Frankly, the Braves' offense blows everyone up. And so that will likely happen in one of these games, which will mean, likely, that there'll be another revolving door around this long man situation that has been occurring game after game after game as the Marlins try to handle and deal with this Sandy Alcantara in- injury, which is basically dropping in a bullpen game and just putting huge amounts of load into this bullpen, particularly the the long men. So, Sandy Alcantara, in terms of an update, we have an update as such in that it's a UCL sprain. Sandy, though, saying that his arm feels 100% good. Sandy spotted on the field multiple days in a row throwing. You know, not full gas, not full gasolina, But Sandy out there throwing with the bullpen coach, with Mel watching, with Skip watching. This, for me, is extremely intriguing with Sandy Alcantara. Like, is it realistic that Sandy's going to be able to make a comeback, let's say, back end of next week? You know, is that that possible? Is it going to be possible for Sandy? I mean, we've got the Bravos now. The Mets are then in town. And then next weekend, you got the Brew Crew. Could Sandy legitimately find a way to get back on the field? 
start against the Brew Crew and maybe start against the Mets or, or Pirates in that final weekend, you know, two more starts out of Sandy. It feels like a long shot, but I mean, if there was no chance, then you would assume that Sandy would not be out there in the outfield throwing balls, messing around with this. If it's a UCL sprain and they they have concerns, then surely Sandy wouldn't be doing that. To me, this says that Sandy's trying to get back. And I do wonder, can he, can he make it back by next weekend? That would be a huge boost. Huge boost if, if Sandy can make that happen. Um, we'll wait to see if it does. On the flip side, Jazz Chisholm Jr., what's happening there? Where Jazz exits the game, didn't play yesterday, and we wait to see. We wait to see on Jazz. Um, let's cover our final ad, then we'll kind of dig into that Jazz news uh, and also think more, just more generally about this Bravo series, plus the Mets one as well coming up too. Um, but before we do that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Yes, sir. And guys, boy, oh boy, the NFL season is here, baby, and they have incredible offers from FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. $5 to get 200 in bonus bets. Boy, oh boy, that's sensational. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Right, guys, thanks for joining me, Peter Pratt, on Friday's episode. Happy Friday, guys, of Locked On Marlins. Picking up on this Jazz Chisholm Jr. news, Jazz Chisholm Jr. exiting the game in Game 3 against the Brew Crew, uh, trying to leg out uh, a single, an infield single to first base, obviously. Uh, Put the gas down, stretched, landed, planted the foot, exits the game with an apparent knee injury. After the game, post-game, Jazz asked, how you feeling, how's the knee, what's happening? Yep, precautionary, knee knee feels okay, should be out there tomorrow. I don't believe any Marlin that says those words. I should be good to go tomorrow or any iteration of that. It just hasn't been true. It hasn't been true. How many times have we heard that from Jazz and others? It's not true. Never is. As soon as I heard Jazz say that, having exited the game with a knee-related issue, it was like, he won't be out there tomorrow. But, you know, it is what it is. However... What about for this Brave series? Is you know is Jazz going to be? Is this going to be similar to Soler a few weeks ago, where Soler was like, "I should be good to go tomorrow, maybe the day after." Soler ends up kind of being on the bench for like what, nearly a week. Comes back, hurts his oblique, IL, not good. So for Jazz, what does this mean? Well, here's an indicator that that I think is an interesting one. Game four, yesterday's game. The Marlins were right in the mix of that game. Some defensive mishaps certainly didn't help, but they were close. It was a type of game that they were in they were in the mix for. And during that game, there was at least six opportunities, probably, to insert Jazz into the game as a pinch hitter 
in the back end, either in the eighth inning, the seventh inning, the ninth inning, wherever you want. Jazz Chisholm Jr. not pinch hitting in game four against the Brewers says to me, this is more serious than maybe just, oh, I'm going to be right back out there tomorrow. Well, he wasn't back out there and he wasn't pinch hitting in a game the Marlins needed to win. They could have won if they got a big hit going. I think they got someone on base, maybe on the in the eighth inning, so there was a runner on. No Jazz. I'm interested to see, you know, what role Jazz plays in this Brave series. But looking at what you know, what we know, exits the game, doesn't play, doesn't pinch it. This is maybe more serious um, for Jazz than just a, a simple sprain. We hope it isn't. We hope it isn't because. We want Jazz out there. Dane Myers has handled center field pretty well, to be fair to him. He's also looked okay at the dish, I must say, Dane Myers. First career stolen bag as well for Dane Myers. So good work from Dane Myers, showing the speed. Um, but overall, like we're looking for Jazz to be out there. Jazz to be out there for certain. Um, I'm feeling nervous about this Brave series, but I'm just hoping, to be honest, I'm, I'm hoping that... The Braves are hungover. The Marlins somehow find some voodoo or something in this series because I'm sitting here thinking Cueto, bullpen game, Lazardo, best offense in the league. Marlins just being ice cold in Milwaukee. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't sound like you should be optimistic, but baseball's weird. Baseball is weird, and I need it to be weird. This weekend, because these nine games in a row at home in an environment the Marlins play well in and have played well in this year, they're critical. feels like we've been saying this a must-win series since, I don't know, May the 1st. But frankly, three against the Bravos, three against the Mets, three against the Brewers. We can look at that Mets series, and I've already said it. It's a trap series. The Diamondbacks probably would have thought this is going to be a series to win. Swept, I think. I think it was a three-game series. Beaten up badly by the Mets. This is it. When when good players just play loose because their season's cooked, good things can happen. Also, you know, poor things can happen. But this nine-game stretch is season-defining. The Marlins have put themselves in the position with half a game back exactly mid-September to legitimately make a 1-6-2 postseason for the first time in 20 years. It's within their grasp. Who knows what happens with Sandy? Soler seems to be progressing in the right way. We hope that Jazz is truly day-to-day and he's back out there sooner rather than later. You know, if they can find a way to get through this Bravo series and this Mets series, get into the Milwaukee series at the weekend... And who knows if you inject Soler, Sandy, and Jazz back into it for the last, what's that, three series of the season looking to make a wild card. It's going to be wild. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun this week. I'm interested to know. Do let me know in the comments on YouTube. Are you, are you still watching the Marlins as much as you have been? Is, are you excited? Are you entertained, as they say? Are you entertained right now? Or are you not? Have you kind of clocked off a bit? Have you got a bit of 162 fatigue? Let me know. I'm intrigued. Because it does kind of feel that way. It's felt that way just to me, not being based in Miami, 
or being at the ballpark. Don't know. Twitter just feels a touch quiet, touch quieter around Marlins' buzz, which is surprising. Half a game back with a couple of weeks to go. This is our time. With that being said, it's my time to go and open up a beer and enjoy the Friday afternoon and a tennis match. Good luck for me in the tennis. Good luck for the Marlins against the Bravos. I may see you over the weekend. We'll wait to see. If not, I'll see you Monday. We'll speak soon.